wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. Welcome back, folks, to Wrestle Rant Radio, the premier episode in the year of 2018. We're ringing in the year with a bang talking about Raw, SmackDown, everything else going on right now. In the world of wrestling, we got our first week of WWE in the books between Raw, SmackDown, and everything else. Some more news on the Royal Rumble coming up. We got Wrestle Kingdom coming up in just a few more days. Pretty stacked week in the world of wrestling. But here on Wrestle Rant Radio, it's a pretty newsworthy show. We got our first ever in the five years that we've been doing Wrestle Rant Radio, our first ever female guest on Wrestle Rant Radio. We got Francis. Francis, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Graham. Of course. Uh, how does it feel to be the first ever female here on WrestleRant Radio? I am so honored. <laughs> <laughs> and Surprisingly, I there's a lot of us out there, but we're kind of few and far between, scattered among the rest of the other fans. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, which is why I thought it was great when you uh, asked to be on the show a few months ago. I'm like, absolutely, we just had to schedule one at some point. And of course, I think the first week of 2018... We're ringing in the air with a very newsworthy episode talking about the first ever Women's Royal Rumble coming up in just a few more weeks. We had more details on it on Monday's Raw. We got 30 women in the Rumble as opposed to the rumor 20. Uh, what are your thoughts on the first ever Women's Royal Rumble coming up? I am super excited. Um, it's it's. I was actually kind of surprised that they did 30 instead of the 20 just because we don't have that many women on the on wwe right now like mm-hmm. especially in the main roster so i was surprised but pleased hopefully some there'll be some good call-ups from nxt um with the royal rumble as well as maybe some veterans um and maybe some new call-ups from around the world as well some i would good... yeah i was gonna say i would hope so i mean we had the may young classic just a few months ago and they have some women you know kind of waiting in the wings we have bianca belair who hasn't made many appearances in nxt as of late so maybe we see some call-ups some fresh names we had a uh, a great exposure to a lot of the women out there in women's wrestling in that may young and in the may young classic and nxt too we have the nxt women's yeah. champion amber moon a lot of women that could uh appear in that rumble like you said we don't have that many women on the main roster i think i counted 19 between raw and smackdown that also counts you know typical non-wrestlers such as lana who's also been already announced for the matchup uh like you said maybe we see some fresh faces some nxt women anyone specifically that you're hoping to see appear in the women's royal rumble Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, I think I'm, I, I mean, I definitely would love Ember to get the call up. Um, even if she doesn't come automatically to the main roster after the Rumble, I would love to see her um, in the mix for that. As well as, I would love to see a couple of the May Young Classic girls come up there. Bianca was great. Um, uh, I would love to see Jazzy Gilbert, but we just got news that she can't, she did it get signed because of injury issues? Mm-hmm. I thought she would have been awesome, um, but yeah, there's just there's so many options. Jade would be great. I love her. Um, I also really like Tony Tony Storm. Um, so maybe uh, hopefully they'll have fi- quite a few women to fill out the card. But um, there's a lot a lot of options out there. Women's wrestling is growing a lot all over the world, and uh, Man Classic really proved that. So. I'm really, really excited for it. I know we had a battle royal in NXT not too long ago with some of the women that were in the Mae Young Classic, but weren't technically officially signed as of that point. We had Candice LeRae, obviously the wife of Johnny Gargano. I'm not sure if she's been signed to a full-time contract yet, but she has appeared in NXT since the Mae Young Classic ended. Uh, You mentioned two names right there that really intrigued me a lot. Like you said, Jade is great. I am shocked 
that she's not been yet offered a contract officially. As I of can't yet. believe it. It's insane to me. <laughs> yeah, she's really, really good. She had a great showing in the Mae Young Classic for the two matches that she had, as well as Tony Storm, one of the best women's wrestlers in the world right now. I think. I'm not sure if she's signed to Progress or if she just wrestles there occasionally. I'm not really too, too sure. But I know we haven't seen too much of her since the Meon Classic ended. And that was months ago. So hopefully we see I, more of her soon. I was, yeah, I was very surprised by that. I thought that she would definitely get signed automatically. Because uh, was, it was down to, she was in the semifinals. Yeah, so I exactly. Thought, I, I'm like, of course you're going to find this girl. She's a, awesome, you know. Um, but yeah, apparently she's just been working a lot with Progress and um, I, from rumors that I heard, you know, dirt sheets, all that fun stuff. I she wasn't even like offered a contract straight up, so I'm like, what? what's going on? But fingers crossed, they call her up and they're like, we need you for the rumble. Please come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would hope so. I would hope so. If not the rumble itself, maybe she appears at takeover. We already got Sheena Baszler having debuted in uh, NXT yes. just a few weeks ago. So again, like you said, a lot of exciting stuff right now with women's wrestling, the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship sure to be defended that Saturday at the TakeOver before the Rumble. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, premier pick, as of right now, again, it's only early 2018. we got a few weeks away from the pay-per-view. But what is your early pick for who wins the, the, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble match? It's so difficult because part of me wants to go with Asuka. That's like the, the obvious choice mm-hmm. because she's undefeated. Um, but part of me also wants to go with someone like Becky. Because I think Becky versus Charlotte at WrestleMania would be incredible. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted that match. So I'd really like to see, like, it, I think it could be possible for Becky or, like, someone like an underdog like that to take it out or win. But, I mean, it really it really could be anyone. But, I mean, Asuka's the obvious choice. Um, but I'm rooting for Becky, personally. <laughs> yeah, Becky just came back on SmackDown this week. We'll yeah. talk about SmackDown soon enough. Had a great return, uh, taking out the Riot Squad alongside Charlotte and Naomi. So hopefully she announces her entry. I'm sure she will, obviously, in the Women's Royal Rumble coming up pretty soon. Um, but yeah, a lot of women they could go with of the women they have, obviously. As you said, Asuka is the strongest candidate to come out on top and maybe face Alexa Bliss for the title. They kind of tease that on Monday's Raw. Um, I've been thinking for a while now, maybe Asuka and Paige, if they can get the belt on Paige at some point, which they had teased a few weeks ago doing the match, but never ended up happening. So hopefully at some point we could see that match, maybe for the championship of Mania. Um, I will say, though, this is just my personal opinion. I really do hope we get a one-on-one women's match at WrestleMania because we haven't had that in quite some time. It's been maybe close to a decade since maybe Trish and Mickey or Mania 23 or whatever. So uh, it's any been ma- really long. It's yeah. been a really long time since we've had just a one-on-one match. And that's why, like, I also, I lean toward, like, one of the four horsewomen or Oscar, somebody that's really, really strong like that, or Paige, because I feel like you're going to need two incredible women to carry that match. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, the, the, the matches that we've had in recent years have been pretty good. Like, the four-way that we had at Mania this year was great. Yes. The three-way at WrestleMania 32, in my opinion, was probably one of the best women's matches we've ever had Absolutely. at WrestleMania before. Absolutely. Uh, with 100%. Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. Yeah, so... But even still, I hope we do get back to the one-on-one feuds as opposed to... And I mean, I, I get it, getting all the women in the cards, so they all get a WrestleMania payday. That's great. But it would be cool if we had... Something a lot like with the men, where we have the one-on-one main events with the men. Yes. We can have something similar with the women, either from Raw, SmackDown, or even hopefully both. Um, but Fingers w- crossed for that. I would love to see two, the SmackDown title and the uh, Raw women's title defended on a one-on-one match for both of those. That would be incredible. Exactly. Hopefully we're finally moving towards that direction, I know, on both Raw and SmackDown. In the last couple months, I mean, I thought 2016 was a better year overall for the women's and yeah. SmackDown women's divisions, uh, for the Raw and women's SmackDown divisions. 2017 was good too, but it seems like they've kind of fallen into the formula of doing like the multi-women matches like yeah. every single month, and it's great to showcase the entire division, but no, you don't really, you know, you don't really get those one-on-one, like we really haven't had that one-on-one feud that you could yes. really remember, like we did with Charlotte and Sasha in 2016. Absolutely. You know, and so. I really, I really miss that. Mm -hmm. Sasha and Charlotte both in NXT and when they did their Raw feud it was incredible I loved it because it was so you you just don't you don't see it a lot and now like I totally agree 2017 I feel like in general there are a lot of major steps like first money in the bank Mm -hmm. you know all that uh the Mae Young Classic but I feel like in general 
um, the women were delegated to, you know, three-man tag team matches mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff to be able to showcase the entire division, which I understand, but at the same time, it's, it doesn't build the feuds as much as you want and really create those great storylines like we had with Sasha and Charlotte. Exactly, exactly. And a few women kind of stood out among the rest, like an Alexa Bliss, who obviously dominated yeah. the Raw Women's Division in 2017. But it seems like a lot like with the men, and you get this with the men all the time, where if you try to push everyone at once and you try to showcase everyone at once, as a result, no one really gets over. Like, you kind of have to focus on certain people at certain times. Or, like, what a concept, try to do different feuds in the women's division. Like, we've had that, you know, we've had that before, too. It's not that, um, like, rare of a concept either, because we had it in late 2016 on SmackDown before, you know, SmackDown isn't terrible now, but, like, in in 2016, when at that golden period, we had Carmella and Nikki. We had Alexa Bliss and and Becky Lynch. Even, like, Naomi and Natalya at various points. Like, we had a lot of different feuds going on at certain points simultaneously. So hopefully we can get back to that at some point soon. I, I hope, I'm hoping after the rumble and maybe even after WrestleMania, they mm-hmm. kind of get, get back to that kind of format because I totally agree. I think it's just, I think the men's division is so large at this point and they're trying to push so many, so many people there that it's kind of like the women get the short end of the stick sometimes because, by doing these kind of massive matches instead and not focusing on smaller feuds. But in general, I think it's very possible for them to, you know, have two, three, even four feuds going, especially if hopefully a lot of these women that participate in the Rumble will get called up and the women's division will grow and then you'll have more, you know, feud opportunities for different matchups. Exactly, yeah. And like you said, maybe WrestleMania time or after WrestleMania might be more likely just because, I mean, I would I would love for it to start happening now, but it seems like yeah. it's gonna. It, now is the time for them to start doing those multi-woman matches with the Rumble coming mm-hmm. up, unfortunately. But soon after that, hopefully we can get back to the one-on-one feuds. And like I had said, they had teased Asuka and Paige. You can always go back to the Bailey and Banks storyline that they were teasing yeah. for a while and seemingly dropped. And Alexa that, that was so there too. weird to me. I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I would have loved it. I thought that feud was in, incredible, um, and I, w- I was waiting for it ever since Bailey got called up. I'm like, they, they're going to have to do this story, so hopefully they come back to that sometime. I, I miss that. Yeah, it seemed like it was just a timing issue, because I yeah. would assume it looked like they were going to do it going into WrestleMania last year, but they wanted Charlotte to be in there, so it's like, okay, yeah. so we'll get it at SummerSlam. And they didn't do it at SummerSlam because Alexa Bliss was still champion. So <laughs> yeah. it keeps, you know, after SummerSlam, they seem like they're going to do it and they didn't do it. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I think I think a lot of that has to do with just Alexa has been killing it last, last year. She was just absolutely incredible. And I feel like a lot of the focus got shipped from, like, Sasha and Bailey, possibly holding the champions, possibly feuding shit feuding over the championship to more focused on Alexa, which kind of changed the dynamic a little bit. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and things change all the time <laughs> in WWE last minute. So uh, hopefully we'll come back to it at some point, though. That's yeah. a feud I'd really like to see. They still are on the same brand as of right now, so maybe we could see it. I mean, assuming they stay both on Raw after WrestleMania and we don't get another superstar shakeup, or even if we do, they both stay on Raw, or maybe they both move to SmackDown or something, and we can see that match kind of uh, come to fruition at some point in the very near future. So we're talking a lot about the women's division, the women's Royal Rumble. Before we get even any further with the stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown from this past week, I feel remiss. I, I missed the opportunity at the start of the show. We got to get to know you, Francis. What are you all about? <laughs> what, what's, where's your fandom stem from? Uh, I know, obviously, you've done some writing for Hidden Remote and many other places. Uh, introduce yourself to the fans of WrestleRant Radio out there. Yeah, sure. So I actually consider myself a much more recent fan. I watched it when I was a kid with all my guy friends from across the street in my neighborhood. And I enjoyed it a lot back then, but my parents wouldn't let me watch it because it was too violent. (laughs) Um, So I ended up, you know, just kind of watching it at their house. So I never became like a full-fledged fan. And then about five or so years ago, I started really getting into it again. My partner, Joshua, started like, he was a really big fan when he was younger. And he started to slowly get back into it. And then I just started sitting down and watching it with him. And I just completely fell in love with it. Um, I think I'm also an actor, so I really enjoy the performance of mm-hmm. it. Like, I, I love the storylines. I love the, you know, the stunt work and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a very unique pastime, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, and I've, since then, you know, I've, I've been watching it ever since. And been to, I went to the Royal Rumble last year in San Antonio, and that was incredible. Um, so, yeah, that, 
just became a lifelong fan. I just en- enjoy it so much. And especially with the women's revolution and the women's evolution, it just, it's been a, it's been a great time in WWE for me. And what was that experience like being at the rumble? I'm going to my first rumble in a couple of weeks. So I'm super jealous. Oh God. It was so good. <laughs> um, we went to take NXT takeover as well. And that, it was incredible. The, the crowd is just absolutely electric for the rumble, especially just like the countdowns and all that kind of stuff. And then I got to see the John Cena AJ Styles match. That was insane. That was probably like one of the, the favorite ma- one of my favorite matches I've ever seen live. It was just everyone in that entire stadium was just on fire. It was either like that you could see the John Cena fans and the AJ Styles fans, <laughs> and it was it was just great. It was it was incredible. Was that um, your first pay per view, or have you ever been to other pay per views before? That was the first pay per view. I went to like NXT and WWE live events before that, mm-hmm. but I'd never been to a pay per view before the Royal Rumble last year, and that was it was an absolute blast. Nice, nice. Any other events in the horizon you're looking to attend? Um, I mean, whenever they come to Texas, I'm usually there. <laughs> Whether it's like a live event, I just actually went to a live event not that long ago for NXT mm-hmm. um, when they were in like the San Antonio Austin area right before um, Takeover, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Got to see Velveteen Dream, who I adore. Um, and He's the Alistair best, yeah. Black. He's so good. I absolutely love him. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I was also at Fenn's, like one of Fenn's last shows with NXT uh, in San Antonio, and that was a that was a great, great time. Nice, nice. So with those events, was that the same show, the San Antonio show that you just went to recently? Was that the same show they showed in NXT a few months ago, right after TakeOver? Do you know? Uh, uh no, it wasn't that one. It was the one like the the I think the two nights before. Oh, actual, okay. So yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, they had done a few of them. I know that I think the one they showed was from Friday, maybe. So maybe yeah, we were at like the I Thursday went to the one. Thursday, yeah, I went to the Thursday one. I just missed it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So they had done multiple in that area. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, the takeovers are always a blast. Uh, real quick to compare the main roster shows in NXT. What's the biggest difference there for you? How much more fun are you having at like the NXT shows or the WWE shows compared to the other one? Um, I. It really depends on who's on the card for me, but in general, I've really enjoyed the NXT shows. Like when, uh, as as fun as the Royal Rumble was, and as electric as it was, um, when I went to NXT Takeover, it was just absolutely incredible. Like the, it was I think it was a stacked car too, and I feel like NXT they have a lot more. Um, uh, what I mean, like a lot more uh, variety of what they can do and a lot more freedom in what they can do, mm-hmm. especially at the live events. I mean, WWE does too at the live events, which is nice. Um, but in general, it's just, I've really, really enjoyed NXT. And I feel like there was a time like after Finn left where NXT, I felt kind of was in like a little slump, mm-hmm. but I feel like they've, they've come kind of come back up since then. And um, they're doing really well. Like there's a lot of, a lot of great talent in NXT right now. I could uh, not agree more with that. Yeah, I mean, especially after, like, Brooklyn 2 last year, after Nakamura won the belt. And I love Nakamura, and Joe yeah. was there around that time, and it was great, but it was, like, it didn't really seem like... And all the takeovers were still great, whatever, but, like, the, the, the regular shows didn't really feel as, like, musty yes. as they once did. And this year alone, or, I mean, I guess we're in 2018 now, in 2017, right after, like, I would say maybe TakeOver Orlando. You mentioned it earlier. Yes. Velveteen Dream. Alistair Black, Drew McIntyre, Adam yeah. Cole, like this great turnover. Like they're always calling people up to the main roster, yet they can still bring in more talent to put at the top of the card. It's amazing. I know. It's insane. Um, especially like with Adam Cole and uh, them coming in. It, that's been, I think, a real game changer for them in a lot of ways. And I, I expect that to continue moving forward until they get the call up um, to the main roster. But yeah, they just, NXT... NXT has the ability to bring in all this talent from all over the all over the world, and like a lot of them want to go to NXT first because it's such a great brand, and they, mm-hmm. you know, so many other great people have come through. Um, but yeah, I, I I love NXT, and I think it's I think it's definitely like back where it needs to be right now. Yeah, completely agree with all the star power they have, and obviously yeah. they'll be calling more people up probably after <laughs> WrestleMania, maybe after the Rumble. Yeah. Either we'll, we'll see, time will tell. Um, that being said, though, like you said, Adam Cole, huge signing for NXT in 2017. Oh, absolutely. With this being our first show of 2018, is there anyone that you would like to see in NXT or even WWE coming up this year? Oh, 
that's difficult. I mean, I would love, I would love to see, um, I mean, Kenny Omega is the obvious one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if that will ever happen because he's just so happy in New Japan right now um, and doing so well. I mean, clearly with like his Chris Jericho feud and everything is Mm going to be insane. Um, but besides that, I mean, there's, I, I, like, specifically pointing out, like, the Mayan Classic, there are so many people that haven't been signed by that, that I would, like, I would love to see, um, Candace sign, I think she's incredibly talented, and I think she could be a real, real asset to, um, the NXT women's division. Yeah, Candace, I'm, so, I'm shocked, again, like I said earlier, I'm yeah. shocked just because, I mean, Jade is also really, really good, but Candace is like the, the wife of Johnny Gargano, the new number one <laughs> contender for the NXT yeah. Championship. You would have thought that she would have been signed by now, so hopefully it's more just a matter know. of time. Fingers crossed for her. I think, I mean, I, I've seen her and Joey Ryan do their cutest tag team mm-hmm. stuff, and that's great, and she's like extremely talented, and she's doing really well in the Indies, but... Um, I would really like to see her NXT. I think she could do a lot of a lot of good for the women's division up there. Yes, she's just that, a, she's such a hard worker too. Like mm-hmm. you can just tell she puts in like everything, like Johnny does. I mean, it makes sense to their husband and wife, but there's um, a lot of talent, a lot of like hard work. So I think she'd be a really good addition. Yeah, especially with Oscar being now on Raw, I feel like they need. Yeah. I mean, the, the women's division—they still have a lot of good talent left over, yeah, like absolutely. the iconic duo and Ember Moon, and obviously Kyrie Sane and all these other women. Uh, but I think adding Candice to the mix as well would be great, and especially like I'm kind of shocked they didn't do this before after Takeover Brooklyn three when they first did Gargano and Almas at that show. And in the finish to that match, you had uh, Zelina Vega, the manager of Andrade, yeah. almost getting involved. You're thinking, okay, maybe he finds a partner to kind of combat those two. And obviously, it's yeah. his wife, Candice. And it was right around the time of the Mae Young Classic. <laughs> I'm thinking, the time it could not be any more perfect. And yeah. they didn't do it. But they're facing off against each other for the NXT Championship, a takeover coming up. Maybe they do it then. Who knows? Fingers crossed. I would really like to see that. Candice is another one that I, I think could be very possible going into the Women's Royal Rumble being an entry. I think that would be really good for her. But in general, like I could 100% see her getting involved. I mean, Johnny was out there supporting her the entire time during the Mayan Classic, and they even had like their little promo backstage during mm-hmm. it. So I just think that would be it would be a really cool way to kind of get her involved in the women's division. And also, in in general, like, they do need quite, as much as I want, like, you know, Ember and the Iconic Duo to be called up, NXT really needs them right now Mm -hmm. until they get more bodies in the door that are getting, like, getting more screen time, getting over, and um, they just kind of, they need those, those three at least to kind of confirm. Kyrie Sane is starting to come up, and I'm sure she'll be, like, really, she's just getting better and better. Um, and she'll be a force to be reckoned with soon enough. But, um, yeah, they definitely need to bring, I think the women, they definitely need to add quite a few more women into the, uh, division in NXT this year. I think that's the key for them. And I think they also would have been fine. I mean, they still are fine as it is, but it would have been one thing if they just called up Asuka. It's like, okay, and then we have all this other women to build around, but then they called up five other women from NXT between Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, um, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Riot. It's like all these women, especially I thought Ruby Riot would be like the next NXT women's champion. 100%. I was not, like, out of everyone, I was not expecting her to get called up. Yeah. I was very surprised. Yeah, very surprised as well. And I mean, they've been doing well on Raw and SmackDown respectively, but it kind of leaves NXT, I mean, I'm not really sure what the relationship is there with the main roster in NXT. Sometimes, you know, like a person like Finn Balor, they'll wrap up his stories first in NXT before they call him up. Some people, it's just completely out of nowhere, like you had said, you know, with uh, with Ruby Riot. No one was expecting that, so I'm not sure. I mean, hopefully they kind of rebuild that division heading into 2018. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, they got a ton of women to work with. Yeah, so they got a lot of women to work with, a lot of men to work with. NXT is pretty stacked right now. Uh, quick side note, you mentioned him earlier, Kenny Omega. I think Ricochet is another guy um, who's been oh, working a lot on the independent yeah. scene. Yeah, either, I mean, I know he's been rumored for the Cruiserweight division yeah. in, in WWE, which is, I mean, another thing. I mean, I'm not sure how far <laughs> I can go there right now. But, yeah, I but agree. I think I'm you hit the you. nail right on the head when you said people want to go to NXT first. I think Ricochet yeah. would be a huge star for NXT if they called him up, or, you know, call him up there anyway, to NXT yeah. uh, from the get-go Absolutely. in the near future. But uh, with Kenny Omega, as we record this, uh, by the time this goes up on Thursday, I'm not sure if it will have already happened or not, 
Um, but Wrestle Kingdom 12, will you be watching? Are you looking forward to any matches in the card specifically? I mean, I have, I've like, I've watched matches here or there. I've never like watched a full pay per view from New Japan, so I'm actually, I, I'm gonna try and watch it. I might be on a delay and have to watch it the next day once it streams online. But I really want to watch it. Um, I, I can't, like, I just, I love Chris Jericho so much. He's one of my favorite like wrestlers in WWE, and I love Kenny's absolutely incredible. And I think that match is gonna be insane. Yeah, I think if there's, if there's any one match to watch, it would be yeah. that one. I'm the same exact way. I think I've watched maybe one Wrestle Kingdom a few years ago, but I'm not a regular watcher of the product yeah. whatsoever, which is weird because I know it's one of the best things going right now, but it's also kind of oh, difficult to watch the shows, unlike with yeah. Raw and SmackDown, where if you just turn on USA, they're right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it is worth subscribing to the New Japan World Network or whatever it is, or even just yeah. finding it online, if only for that match because I think they have something special in store for a lot of fans especially those that aren't really you know uh, privy or really all that uh, you know knowledgeable whatever about the New Japan product yeah I think it was it was brilliant of Chris Jericho to go over and do this with Kenny because I think it will bring a lot of eyes that are normally just on WWE to New Japan it's great for New Japan Um, it's great for Chris it's great for Kenny it's just it's great to see uh, I, I Chris Jericho was talking to, um, who was he talking to on his uh, podcast a couple weeks ago? Basically about this, about how you don't you don't have to be, you know, in WWE anymore. You can. There's so many. There's a giant world of like wrestling promotions out there that you can join, mm-hmm. and New Japan is a, a big one. And so I think you know what's good for any promotion is good for the rest of them. You know, just bringing wrestling up and becoming it's becoming bigger and bigger every day. Exactly, and obviously Omega being a member of the leader of the Bullet Club, and they're going to have yeah. a huge presence on the show coming up. Uh, the Bullet Club, kind of a segue from there, leading into Raw from this past week. One of the biggest highlights of that show was the reuniting of the original Bullet Club, or the Balor Club, yes! whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Finn Balor, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, all back together, defeating the trio of Kurt Hawkins and the Miz Pretty cool moment. What were your thoughts on that? Oh my- Oh my god! I absolutely incredible. I've, I mean, I, I feel like they always tease it. Like when AJ came up, of course it was like him and Luke and Carl, and that was incredible. But ever since AJ went to SmackDown, they, it was always kind of like in the back of my head. I'm like, if they want to, they want to like fit Finn and because I feel like Finn recently has been doing like, you know, mostly like with lower card people. Like hasn't really had like mm-hmm. a major storyline or purpose since the um Bray Wyatt fiasco if you ask mm-hmm. me um but and, and so I think this will give him a one it will give him a really good purpose and secondly I love Carl and like they're incredibly talented and they haven't been on in quite a while um so I think this will give them a good push just by being with Finn and hopefully this lasts longer than just a couple of weeks and they they kind of really reform the Bullet Club or Balor Club or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, with Finn Balor, he had been doing a lot of stuff with just the undercard guys. Really just yeah. a whole lot of nothing for the past three or yeah. four months. And even when he was doing stuff with Bray Wyatt, it really was not all that good, in my opinion. So yeah, I agree. And I wanted it to be good. I've wanted, like, ever since a very... Ever since, like, Finn was even in NXT. Because I, I think Bray's extremely talented. Agreed. Um, and I always wanted that feud of Bray and Finn. And they just... The storyline just didn't work. It didn't work. They dropped the ball quite a few times. I think I think what they're trying to do... I'm hopeful, Hopefully what they're trying to do with Bray and Matt right now will turn out better. Because um, it seems like they're trying... They're kind of working in the same area with that um so hopefully that will be good for Bray but yeah it was just I love Finn he's one of my favorite wrestlers so it's been very disappointing to kind of see him just it feels like he's in like a holding pattern like Mm -hmm. Vince is is basically like I might need you so you just have to stay hover right here Mm -hmm. no major storylines no nothing because I might need to you know bring you into some feud if I need you and and that can be frustrating to watch sometimes I suppose 
And that's fine for people like, who's also talented, but it's fine for a guy like Apollo Crews, who you yeah. know really isn't, I mean, he could be very, very good. And he, the guy's a great wrestler, but he's been doing a whole lot of nothing for years now. Yeah. Well, it's not too, too surprising. Finn Balor, the guy said it himself on Monday, the first ever universal champion. Yeah. And, uh, you mentioned his NXT run earlier. I mean, the guy was a star down there. <sighs> when he came out, it Incredible. feels like you're seeing something special. And yeah. you still kind of get that at, you know, on the Raws and stuff, but when he's coming out and facing Bo Dallas and Kurt Hawkins and exactly. Curtis Axel every week, you kind of lose that mystique a little bit. So, no, 100%. I agree. I I'm, think... Just go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, hopefully this, this partnership with Gallows and Anderson kind of gets back to that. 100%. I think it's... it's. I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do it when it comes... Because Carl and Luke tend to be more heels and Finn's mm-hmm. clearly a face right now. So I'm curious to see where they go with that. They, it could be kind of like... Then just remains a face, kind of, or leans into a tweener, or whatever. Um, but in general, I just think it's good um, to one put him with, uh, you know, two extremely talented people that he has a, a past with that every like so many people know that he has a history with that they're like, you know, they're all like brothers. They've you know done so much together. I think that holds a lot of power for both. Uh, and it, w- it could be really good for both, you know, the uh, Luke and Carl and for Fenn. Um, it's just hopefully they'll be fighting, like, someone else besides the Miztourage. Not that I don't love, yeah. <laughs> you know, Bo Dallas and all that kind of stuff. But um, if they're going to invest in it, they really have to invest in it, I feel like. And treat it like they treated it when AJ was. It was AJ and Carl and Luke. Exactly. I mean, it's better late than never, but it really does bug me that this didn't happen a few months ago because when we had the shield around that would have been a money match i mean you have the battle club versus shield i mean it would have been a great match great feud and i know these guys i mean balor hasn't been doing much recently and gallows and anderson haven't exactly been used the right way over the past two years but if you build them up enough to the point where they're a threat to the shield it would have been a phenomenal feud and maybe we will get that when ambrose comes back you never really know Hopefully, we'll see how long, how, uh, I mean, Ambrose is going to be out for a while, which also just completely sucks, but um, I feel like maybe this was also a way to be like, well, the Shield, we don't really have the full Shield anymore, we want another stable, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that could also be a way of them being like, okay, let's let's give these guys a chance and see what we can do with them. And it seems um, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go right ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, Jason Jordan has kind of seemed to yeah. fill that spot that Ambrose used to occupy, and it seems like they're doing a Shield 2.0 with, like, the Believe That stuff that he did on Raw this week, which, yeah. I mean, I think, I'm not really sure where they're going with it. I don't think anyone does, for a fact. Um, but it seems like with Jordan, they kind of know that people don't like him, yeah. and that they're doing the over-the-top, goofy stuff. He feels like a Kurt Angle from, like, his early days of his career, and the 100%. guy's really good, whereas, like, with a Bo Dallas, um, whereas within in his NXT run, he was one of those baby faces that, you know, people hated him, but he thought he was a good guy, and he thought people loved him, <laughs> where in reality, people hated his guts. So I'm yeah. hoping that's where they're going with him, and I'm not really sure what the plan is now that Ambrose is out her, and they're yeah. the tag team champions. Where do you see that angle heading up with Seth Rollins I mean, and Jordan? I'm, I'm hoping that they have a long-term plan to turn either either one or two things I think need to happen in the long run either um, Jordan becomes like a straight up heel and turns on Seth I think that could be a really interesting thing um, also like continue like maybe even going into a full feud with his father or father um, Kurt I think that could be it uh, pretty good um, in general but I what I would really love to see is see when Dean comes back, him turn heel saying, you know, Seth, you betrayed me for this, you know, Jason Jordan guy who cares about him and kind of maybe start a good, like, Ambrose uh, Seth feud. I think that could be really interesting as well. But as far as Jason Jordan goes, it's like very clear that <laughs> the audience does not care for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think they need to, like, either continue to like like you said like with Bo Dallas like what he did in NXT like continue to try and push that angle or eventually like you have to turn him heel um and it's interesting too they have time I mean it's only early January but like you said with Rollins and Ambrose it seemed 
all inevitable, all but inevitable, that those two would break up. That Ambrose and Rollins yes. would split up. The Shield would go their separate ways before Mania, and we might get Ambrose and Rollins again this time at WrestleMania. The only this time with Ambrose maybe is the heel, and they can always yes. go in that direction when Ambrose gets back. Um, but with Rollins and Jordan, it's not as obvious because it seems to me they're not going towards a Rollins and Jordan match in Mania, or at least I hope not. Um, where do you, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, where do you think Kurt Angle fits in all of this? Do we still get Jordan and Angle? Is Jordan even in the you know the picture at all? Do we does this some, somehow lead to a Rollins and Kurt Angle match in Mania? Like, where do you think this is going? I mean, I I assume the end goal is Kurt and Jordan mm-hmm. eventually. I think that's the end goal, but I think. It's, it's possible Jordan can turn on Seth ahead of time. But at the same time, it's, yeah, like you said, it because of, you know, Ambrose getting hurt and Jordan kind of becoming a de facto member of the Shield, as it were, it's it's definitely, like, shaking things up a lot. And I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where they're going to go. But I very much doubt that they'll, I mean, I hope that they don't have a match at WrestleMania. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, we had just seen it a few weeks ago on Raw too, and it was good, like it was well yeah. wrestled. But it feels like a Raw match, and it feels like a waste of yeah. Balor, not Balor, I'm sorry, uh, Rollins to me. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's something that you know I was kind of talking about when the Shield first got reunited. Of course, it was absolutely incredible. You know, we've been waiting for this for so long. It was great, great, and it just seemed like even before Raw, even before Ambrose got hurt, it just seemed to have kind of like teetered off, like everyone doing their own thing and it didn't really feel like you know the fully formed shield like we had before and I just really wonder if in the long run it's going to be this you know is going to be good for Rollins because Rollins is out of the three members he's clearly the most talented of all three of them Mm -hmm. and and I love Roman I think I think he's a great hard worker but um, I think that this hurts Rollins but helps Jason and, and Reigns, definitely. Maybe, I mean, Jason, it could go one or two ways. You know, you never know. But I think it really helps Reigns more than anything. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm, I just, I, I feel like Rollins is going to be in a, if, if, you know, Jason and him lose the tag team titles, I just, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with that, what they're going to do with him. Um, and I think he might be kind of like in kind of a stalling pattern after this all ends. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. I mean, they have a lot of star power on Raw right now. Obviously, they're going to bring some people back in time for WrestleMania. Yeah. Cena's not even around right now, and Rollins is a tag team champion. So I can only imagine what they have in store for Rollins when Cena gets back and yeah. maybe Undertaker and Triple H and all the other ones they like to trot out in time for WrestleMania. Um, I would hope he doesn't get overshadowed. What did he do last year? He had the Triple H match, which was a pretty yeah. big focal point at Mania, and he wasn't at the Mania the year before due to injury. And then he kind of sort of main evented the year before that. So I would hope they have big plans in store for him. The guy's really talented, like you said. Oh, absolutely. And they, but they, like I said, they have plenty of time between now and then to kind of figure out what they want to do with Rollins and Jason Jordan, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Roman Reigns, though. I think he's been doing great work so far as Intercontinental Champion. He which really has. I've been... I was kind. I was kind of worried because I felt Same. like his U.S. U.S. run wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but this run has been has been really good. He's really been kind of. He's been working every week. He's been you know putting it out there. He truly is like a, become like a fighting champion, and I really appreciate that. Especially because I feel like because Brock isn't there every week, you need to have a championship that everyone wants. That's constantly there. That's like well represented, and that you know. It, it seems super valuable. Maybe not as valuable as a universal title, but, you know, very close. And I feel like The Miz has done a great job with the Intercontinental Championship. Um, but I think it was I think it was a good idea to put it on Roman while Miz was gone, and he's, he's really done well with it. Well, speaking of The Miz, he is back on Raw this coming Monday. Um, no word on what is in store for Miz on Raw coming, you know, going forward, going into the Royal Rumble. And with Roman Reigns having beaten Samoa Joe in what was a great match in Raw this week, yes. do you think those two are set to feed over the championship betting, you know, kind of going forward? I, I think so. I think um, it, he. I think it's possible that, you know, Miz uh, could get it back um, pretty quickly, maybe even at the Rumble, possibly. Um, I think they will put it back on Miz within the next couple of months. Maybe not until WrestleMania, but, I mean, he'll definitely, I think, personally have it back by then. 
Um, but, um, I think, yeah, I definitely think this is going to lead into a feud. I don't know how long the feud will last. I don't know if they want to like make it a short feud and get the title back on Miz. That way they can focus on, you know, Roman or, or and Brock or whoever else he's going to go up against at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I definitely think this will kind of lead into a feud, like almost automatically for Miz, kind of get him back into the groove and then you can kind of move on to the next contender. And he's another guy that, I mean, has done amazing work yeah. over the last year, especially with that Intercontinental Championship. And I mean, I was worried when it came to Miz moving to Raw just because he was so perfect on SmackDown for such a long time. Oh, God, it was great. Him and Daniel did great work on yeah. Talking Smack. <laughs> yeah, Talking Smack was a hidden gem of SmackDown for a long time. And before that, I cut it short earlier uh, in the Ugh. summer of 2017, unfortunately. But yeah, him moving to Raw was still amazing. He did great work over there with Ambrose and later with The Shield and everyone else, Jason Jordan. So I would hope that similar to this past year, now it wasn't a singles match, but he was involved in a pretty big match in Mania this year with John Cena and Nikki Bella and Maurice, which was an amazing angle. Um, I would hope that going into WrestleMania this year, he has a similar spot on the card, this time a one-on-one match. Do you think, and this just kind of came to mind when we were talking about it, and we mentioned earlier the Balor Club, Maybe do you think this could lead into a Balor Club Miz Taraj feud? Hopefully with a with the hope of a Finn Balor Miz feud going into WrestleMania over the Intercontinental Championship. I could definitely I could definitely see that happening, especially if they want to take the belt off of Roman sooner rather than later to get him get him into that feud with Brock. I think that would be perfect. And Mitt, and Finn has already been kind of feuding with the Miz Taraj these last couple weeks, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't even be surprised if let's say, like, next week or the week after, they have, like, a, you know, a, 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 a three-way with um, uh, uh, Miz, Roman, and Finn for the Intercontinental Championship, and Miz gets it by cheating or whatever, and then that really creates the feud and leads that into WrestleMania. I think that could be really interesting. Yeah, this is around the time they start to plant the seeds for those WrestleMania matches anyway, so they have that built-in feud, like you said, with the Miztourage, with Finn Balor, so we could kind of work towards that going into WrestleMania, time will tell, like I said earlier. Um, a lot yeah. of stuff kind of building. It's, it's it's one of those time periods where not a lot is like super happening because all eyes yeah. are on the Royal Rumble, but um, we do kind of get a taste of what we might be getting going into WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that... I'm hoping that Finn and I, I would like to see the Finn and Miz feud. I think Miz is an incredible worker and he's, you know, obviously he won like superstar <laughs> WWE superstar of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just, he's great at like keeping himself relevant, but also elevating other people. And I think, I think it would be good to put Finn with someone like Miz just to kind of get him back on track mm-hmm. before he goes after that big belt again, you know? Yeah, it's something to certainly look forward to with Miz coming back on Raw this week. I mean, again, Miz is world champion. I think would be pretty sweet, too. Maybe not on yeah. Raw, just because they have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Everyone gunning for the gold right now. Maybe if he moves back to SmackDown at some point in 2018. Um, but Miz will be, I think, one to watch going forward in 2018. Maybe even Absolutely. on the SmackDown brand. And hopefully be on the Intercontinental Championship and becoming an eight-time champion or whatever it is. Um, I know, it's incredible. It's yeah. insane when you think about it. I mean, he's been in WWE for so long, and these last couple of years, I feel like he's really, really just been absolutely incredible, done some of the best work of his career, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, usually it's the other way around, where people peak too early, and then it's kind of yeah. all downhill from there, but he's really, I mean, he had good work earlier on in his career, like, don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. as WWE champion, but the last couple of years has really been like a resurgence of the Miz character, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. I think also like him bringing Maurice back mm-hmm. as his manager was a great, great decision, and it really like you know brought him you know back mm-hmm. uh, fully into that character that we all know and love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be great to see those two reunite at some point in 2018. I'm not sure when the babies do. Yeah. I know they had announced that she was pregnant over yeah. the summer. So it might be a few more months, but even once I the think- baby is born, I'm not. It might be a few months after that before she comes back. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, hopefully hopefully she comes back because I think she's a great asset. Mm-hmm. As much as I love the Miz draws, and I think it's great um, to give those guys a, a nice like bump because they're both extremely talented. Um, I think uh, Maurice is always going to, you know, it's always great to have in Miz's corner. Um, she's very, like, very great at playing 
the heel manager. <laughs> mm, yeah, that whole act is is awesome, for lack of a better term. No pun intended yeah. this, but the whole act is great. Uh, one little note on Raw before we move forward into SmackDown and what really happened on Tuesday night. We also had Cruiserweight action on Monday Night Raw this week. We had Cedric, Alexander, and Goldust teaming up to take on Drew Gulak and Ari Daivari. Supposed to be Alexander and Enzo Amore yeah. for the Cruiserweight Championship. Couldn't happen, unfortunately. Enzo Amore got the flu. He's already been replaced in the um, Mixed Match Challenge show, which I think is premiering in two weeks. I don't know if they're taping it next week. Someone said they're taping in advance. So I'm not really sure what's going on because I can't imagine he's going to be sick for the next two weeks. Maybe they're just yeah. playing it safe. I know Kurt Angle. I would actually, hope not. Yeah, I would hope not. And I know they already announced Kurt Angle as his replacement, which is kind of cool. Um, but Enzo Mori, at the end of the day, is still the Cruiserweight champion. Alexander has to get a shot at some point. Seems yeah. like nothing ever really seems to go right with the Cruiserweights nowadays. I know. <laughs> but um, we did get the 205 Live debut of, of Goldust this week. So do you yeah. think this might kind of uh, pave the way for heavyweights entering the division as well? I would. I think that at this point, um, they it's kind of they need to do it. Um, I think it's you know I I I mean it could be that Goldust participating participating could just be like a one shot. They just needed someone now that was backstage. But I think it, it would be really interesting to mix it up. I also think, like, as cheesy as it was to have Noam um, uh, have Alicia Fox as a manager, I think that could also be a way to get, you know, women involved that aren't necessarily always on, you know, the main uh, roster all the time on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they definitely need to need to play with some options when it comes to 205 Live because it's as talented as those guys are and they are extremely talented it's just it's not working right now yeah it's depressing to see i mean you'll have a really good match with a guy like tjp and akira tozawa and just the crowds just don't care i mean why would they care i mean these guys are good but we've been given no reason to invest in literally any any of these people yeah Anyone, no, absolutely. anyone who's really been a star of that division, guys like Neville and Austin Aries, they're all gone. I mean, they really yeah. don't have many stars left. And with Enzo Mori being sick, they have just, I mean, again, they're all good wrestlers. Like you said, they're all very, very talented. I love Cedric Alexander, but it's like when he comes out, it's crickets. It's depressing to say. I know. It's it's super sad. And I love Cedric. I think he's one of the most talented guys in, like, in Raw in general. Mm-hmm. But I... Yeah, it's just it's because we haven't gotten to know these characters. Like they, we, we, like I feel like Neville was the only one that was really given time to like truly develop that character, and like that's why you know he was so exciting and amazing to watch. But at the same time, it's like they're not given enough time. You know, even with Two Hundred Five Live, they don't really promote the stories as much. And you don't really get to know the characters. It's usually just like random matches and there's maybe one storyline going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have a couple, they had a couple different stories at one point. Like they had a Drew Gulak and Mustafa Ali feud for a while, but they just give up on stuff way too quickly. Yeah. And like you said with Neville, I mean, he was great as a heel from the get-go, but he really came into his own in the months that he was Cruiserweight Champion for as long as he was champion. And, uh, like, you, you'll get a guy like Kalisto at the top of the card. He wins the championship, but then he drops the belt a few weeks later, and you don't really see him much anymore. So so why should I have cared about him in the first place? Like, that's the issue they kind of run into with these people. Um, and bringing in a guy like Hideo Tommy, who is great, yes. one of the best wrestlers in the world. Ugh, I mean, I, I'm not sure if that's the, the answer. I mean, it's good for Tommy because he wasn't going anywhere fast in NXT. Yeah. But for the brand, bringing in a few big names... Um, I mean, even if they brought back a guy like Rey Mysterio, would it be cool for a couple yes. weeks? Yeah, but I just don't know if it's going to do anything in the long run. It's like putting a, a Band-Aid on, like, a gunshot wound. Like, you can bring in all these people, <laughs> you know, to kind of to kind of fill yeah. in that wound for a while, but after a while, it really comes down to that creative, and they have to work yep. on these people, and like you said, give us a reason to care and, and kind of develop yep. those characters, and we need to know more about these people. And and I think, I think another way to do that... Is also to just have more crossover with Raw mm-hmm. and Raw superstars. I think that could help. Um, if it, like, if they see, I don't know, like someone in, incredibly over, like uh, Sasha Banks. You know, she did that thing with Rich Swan uh, a couple months ago. But like random superstars like that, somebody that's incredibly over, like even if it's just for a couple matches, like to pair them to give them some notoriety. I don't know if. We'll, I mean, at this point, I don't know if anything's gonna fix the problem. Um, except, you know, creative, um, creating and compelling storylines that make us care about these characters. 
Yeah, and I mean, it shouldn't have to be that way. They, they should be able to have the characters and get themselves over. But by this point, I mean, they really don't have many other choices. Yeah, I mean, the division's been absolutely. around for over a year now. they got to do more. Uh, they got to have more crossovers and stuff like that, like you said. Even if it means bringing in more women and stuff like that, which is yeah. great. I mean, how they use the women is really key. Because the whole Alicia <laughs> Fox thing, Frez, you know, it, it was cool to see her get some more airtime. But the whole thing with Noam Dar didn't really work out too, too well. No. Considering yeah. they're no longer together. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Ho- hopefully they do kind of incorporate more heavyweights or even bring the cruiserweights to the heavyweight portion of the show. Not yeah, only put the heavyweights absolutely. on 205 Live, but like, I know Rich Swan is currently suspended, but there was no reason they couldn't have done an Alexander-Rich Swan tag team going for the tag team titles. Those guys work oh. so well together, you know? Absolutely. I was thinking about that back at, uh, back before, you know, Rich got suspended. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, they, they could... Like, you, they need tag teams on Raw mm-hmm. right now. Just send them up. You know, I'm, thankfully, the Revival is back, and hopefully they'll be doing something with them soon. But, you know, they, you know, Raw needs, like, good tag teams right now. And um, I think that, like, that would be a great idea. And, like, let's be honest, a lot of them mostly do tag team matches if they're on, you know, exactly like, Raw. So it would just, it makes sense to, like, push them towards a tag team belt. Exactly. I mean, they also have Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick as a tag. Yes. And, you know, Kendrick's out right now due to injury, and they have a lot of people out. It stinks. I mean, they're doing yeah. a 205 Live tour coming up, and they I have know. like four or five people out. They have Rich Swan suspended. TJP, thankfully, just came back on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, you have He's Swan been out suspended. with an injury, hasn't he? I think it was an injury. It was never really confirmed, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it was an injury from what I heard. I'm not okay. exactly sure. But yeah, he was out for a while. And Swan's gone for right now. Neville does not appear to be coming back anytime soon. Yeah, uh, no and that's such a disappointment. That's yeah. such a disappointment to me. Yeah, when that, that whole thing happened, I was like, I mean, I, I still have a small hope that maybe they can, you know, improve talks and he can come back. But, I mean, I get, I get why he had issues with what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm sure there were some agreements being made where, like, maybe he would get a shot at, like, uh, you know, a mid-card belt or something like that if 205 Live went well, and just nothing panned out like he wanted it to. So, I, I mean, I understand, but, yeah, definitely, like, ever since Neville's left, yeah, I mean, 205 Live wasn't doing incredible to begin with, but ever mm-hmm. since Neville left, it's definitely, definitely suffered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with Neville, I'm not going to lose hope as long as he's still under contract because he's still a yeah. part of the company. Um, but yeah, it, it does not look good according to reports and stuff. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, it, it would be cool if we saw him resurface in the near future. Not only maybe in, even in the cruiserweights, but hopefully as part of the heavyweight division. I think he could yeah, do great absolutely. things as part of Raw or SmackDown. Um, but before we wrap up, some quick notes on SmackDown. It was confirmed on Tuesday night that at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship, it's going to be AJ Styles taking on both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as both men you know hold victories over AJ Styles in singles competition. Um, so I'm not really sure how the rules are going to work. Like, do we have New Day-like rules with Owens and Zayn where they win the belts and they're both champion, or is it just one person? I'm not really sure yet. Um, but it seems like as good as those guys are and as enjoyable as, if the, as the matches have been, the focus continues to be all about, all on, you know, Shane McMahon and yes. Daniel Bryan. And I like both guys, but having it be all about the authority is just sickening to me. No, absolutely. I agree with you. I was, I was thinking about that as I was watching SmackDown. I was like, I, for one thing, I don't feel like it's really going to go anywhere because I feel, I don't know if they I don't think they're going to let Daniel wrestle. I don't think so either. Um, yeah. So the only way that this is a payoff, if, if, if we get Daniel and Shane at WrestleMania, which I don't think will happen. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I, I think like, I mean, like, Kevin Owens and Sammy are, like, extremely talented guys. Let them stand on their own two feet. Like, I don't know. I I have very mixed feelings about it. Part of me, like, I really enjoyed the Class of Championship match. I thought it was very interesting to watch. But at the same time, I don't don't know exactly how they're going to resolve this, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I don't really see a, a, a good ending to what's going on right now. Yeah, the only outcome that makes sense is Daniel Bryan wrestling, but we, I mean, it's, it's not for sure that he can't wrestle. I mean, they just have to allow him to. It's all a matter of whether WWE wants him to or not, but 
My whole thing is that if they haven't allowed him to wrestle by now, I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, Uh, you said it earlier, the Miz and Daniel Bryan thing was one of the hottest feuds of all of 2017. Never had a single match, but all their interactions on Talking Smack were amazing. If that didn't lead to a match at the Rumble or WrestleMania 33... Then why would it lead to a match now? Like that's that's it's, my only it's question. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't I don't have hope in, in that. And and to me, as much as I loved the Miz and Daniel, I like you want it to end in a match. It like to really like end a few. You like it has to end in the ring. Like that's just it's key, especially like a big event like WrestleMania. And I just yeah, the Shane and Shane and Daniel stuff just doesn't. It seems pointless in the end to me, sadly. Yeah. I mean, it's a copy of whatever they were doing on Raw with the authority figure. Yeah. It was Triple H and Stefan. It's like we see enough of that on Raw most weeks. Like, we don't need it on SmackDown, too. That was the beauty of SmackDown for such a long time was that it wasn't all about the authority figures. Yes. And sadly, that's what it's become. But hopefully, you know, yeah. hopefully it is resolved the right way. I don't have faith it will be, but hopefully it will be, <laughs> you know, going into WrestleMania um, but thankfully, that's not the only, you know, bright, you know, the only thing going on on SmackDown, the only focus. They got a, some other good stuff, too, with the tag team division this week. We had the yes. SmackDown tag team titles defended with Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, and the Usos. Really fun match. That and was a great match. I thoroughly enjoyed that match. I, I don't know. There was the fin- I thought the match was great. The finish, I liked personally because I haven't seen, or the, the, the tease of a finish with Gable and yes, Benjamin. Yes seemingly winning the belt. Some people are like, oh, typical WWE, same old <laughs> shit. And I kind of get it, but it's like, I've never seen that done with the Usos before, so I kind of no. thought it was clever. Absolutely. I actually really, I actually really thought it, uh, yeah, I agree. I thought it was clever. I thought it was interesting. I, I get the point that, like, WWE does those kind of false finishes a lot, but mm-hmm. I think, I mean, if they're doing it with something different, especially, like, with the twist with them being twins and all that kind of stuff, I thought that was an interesting way to do it, at least. Yeah, and I mean, I know some people were saying it kind of opens up a can of worms with like people like the Bella Twins, where they've been doing this yeah. for like 10 years, and then <laughs> does this mean the next time they do it, if they ever come back, that they're going to have to show a replay? Because they never do replays in WWE, so I don't know. But the match itself, you know, point being, like you had just said, great match, worked really well together. The Usos continue to kill it. Um, yes. And as we close Absolutely. out here... I mean, they've been one of the best acts on SmackDown for quite some 100%. time now. 100%. Them turning heel was the best thing that ever happened to them. Easily. Like, like absolutely. Like, I, they've just been on a whole nother level. Like, 2017 was a, a great, great year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I expect them to only continue in 2018. I mean, and the, in general, though, the, um, the tag team division in SmackDown is pretty good right now. I it think. is. Yeah, they have a lot of star power between the tag team title picture. They have the New Day. Um, they got Rusev Day doing their thing. I mean, they get <laughs> yeah. a lot of tag teams. Bludgeon Brothers, Ascension, Brazongo. Yeah. I mean, some are better than others, but that's a lot of tag teams. Going back to what you were saying earlier about the Raw tag team division being basically depleted. It's like night yes. and day now with the tag team divisions on both shows. And the, and, the cool, and the cool thing with the Usos is that even though they've been around now for like eight years, I mean, some tag teams barely last six months, let alone a yep. year or two. These guys have been around for eight years, and there's still more teams for them to face. They can yeah. still face, you know, like the Bar on Raw, the Hardys, if they ever reunite, and uh, so many other tag teams. We could have them in the Revival. That would be incredible uh, if we ever I get that at some point. That. <laughs> That'd be an awesome um, match. Uh, absolutely. And I think, yeah, the. Um, the Usos have really, really just made, like, when I think about the tag team division, now I think about the Usos. Mm-hmm. When it comes to WWE, and, and the New Day would be secondary to that. That that feud was actually absolutely incredible last year. Um, and I think, yeah, they they just keep, keep getting better. And that's hard to say of any wrestler, I feel like. Like, we were talking about The Miz earlier, how, you know, usually <laughs> by the time you're, like, been in the company for this long, you're not as good as you were at the beginning. And mm-hmm. uh, the Usos are another example of that. They just keep getting better. Exactly. It's 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 amazing. I mean, they did, they did good work earlier on in their career, but they just continue to get better and better and reinvent themselves and super over right now. So I'm looking forward to seeing what 2018 has in store for them on either SmackDown or if they move to Raw. It's yeah. going to be fun to watch. Still the NX, or NX, still the SmackDown Tag Team Champions coming out of Tuesday's show. Um, and speaking of champions, we're in the process of crowning a new United States champion. So we got the tournament yes. going on right now. Bobby Roode beat Baron Corbin in a first-round match last week, along with Jinder Mahal beating Ty Dillinger. This yes. week, it was Xavier Woods advancing, beating Aiden English. 
And next week, it's going to be Zack Ryder versus Mojo Raleigh in the final first-round match of the tourney. So this is set to culminate at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks. Um, who do you got, Francis, right now coming out on top as the new <sighs> United States champion? That's a tough one because I was, I was kind of surprised by this whole uh, like class of champions in general. Mm-hmm. Like I was surprised that they put the belt on Ziggler. I was surprised that he just like dropped the belt. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was just like, I don't want this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, it makes sense with his character and everything that they're doing with him right now. So, um, but in general, I think, I mean, there's a lot of options. I was personally kind of rooting for Ty Dillinger to beat gender, but I really like to see him as US champion. But if I had to put money on anyone, it would be Bobby. Mm-hmm. I really think Bobby's going to come out US champion. I think this will be his first championship. He's, you know, been in the feud for the US title for a while and I think this will this will get him get him right up there. And I think between Bobby Roode and the other people in the tournament, I really don't think there's much question who it's going to end up being in the finals between Bobby Roode and probably Jinder Mahal. Um, I find it very hard to believe that Xavier would be Jinder Mahal, but you never know. I mean, stranger things have happened, but I do think it's going to end up being Mahal and Bobby. And even if Bobby doesn't win at the Rumble, I do think that championship is going to be around his way sooner rather than later. I mean, that championship was like made to be for Bobby Roode. Uh, 100%. I couldn't agree more. And he's been doing decent work since getting called up, but I think his true calling is as a heel, so hopefully he does go heel at some point in the near future. We'll see what Dolph Ziggler's got going on. I'm not sure if he's leaving or if he's going to be back. He's always kind of up in the air. You never quite know what Dolph is going to end up doing. Yeah. Um, So we'll see what happens. I think he's definitely going to be off for a while. Uh, maybe he'll come back and he'll decide that he wants it, and maybe he won't. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think, I mean, Bobby was Bobby was great in NXT. Who's one of the reasons I kept you know watching after mm-hmm. you know Finn left? It was you know it was it was Bobby. He really like kept NXT relevant, and um, I think he's doing you know relatively well in SmackDown. I think he's even doing better in my opinion than someone like Shinsuke. Or, Agreed. Um, yeah. Or um, Ty Dillinger, you know, other call-ups from NXT. Um, I think he's definitely, you know, been pushed the most in the in the right way. Still for like mid card, but and at least he's like, you know, going for those bit had opportunities at the U.S. title, and hopefully he'll win it. Yeah, I mean, he's got momentum on his side, too. I mean, Nakamura is still very much over, as is Bobby Roode with the theme song and the glorious stuff. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But, yeah, with Nakamura, they definitely did some damage there with the many losses, I mean, to Ginger Mahal and Survivor Series and this team and that team and this person, whatever. Bobby Roode, I mean, he's he's lost a fair share of matches, but it seems like the guy is on the right trajectory. Set it to the finals for the United States Championship at the Rumble. And the cool thing is that, like you said, he's done good work so far in SmackDown but he's only barely scratched the surface in terms of what he's capable of. Like, that's the cool thing, that he's only really, only just getting started in terms of what he can do on SmackDown. And I'm hoping by the end of 2018, maybe after he's had a run with the United States Championship, we'll be seeing him in the main event scene with the Elite of the Elite. Uh, And I'm not talking about Omega and the Young Bucks here, but like the Elite of SmackDown (laughs) with like, you know, AJ and Orton and all these other people, hopefully battling for the WWE Championship. But I'm really, I still have some hope that it will be Nakamura at AJ at WrestleMania. Agreed. But I, I think I think they definitely in the meantime they have to build up Nakamura as a as a real threat. Either by him like winning the Royal Rumble, which I, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but um, or just like building him up as like a legitimate threat to AJ's title. Yeah, Nakamura is still my pick to win the Rumble. Um he's still who I think is gonna win, but it's like with someone like a Balor, like even though he has yeah. not been doing too much recently, at least he's still on TV. Nakamura is like off TV every other week. Yeah. I mean, he'll win a match or he'll lose a match, whatever, and then he's off TV for like two or three weeks. And I understand not overexposing someone, which I appreciate, but uh, I don't know if this guy's gonna yeah. win the Rumble. They got to get him on TV more often. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I, I think he's there when it counts. Yes, but I think you still need to you need to see someone often. And they need to continue to be, like, relevant and, like, a main player to, um, you know, be able to go after that championship. Yeah, like, in AJ Styles is the main guy on the show. He's on the show every mm-hmm. single week. He doesn't feel overexposed. I'm hoping Nakamura yeah. can kind of get back to that as well. And I, too, do hope that we get AJ and Nakamura for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 34. Um, all roads should lead to that on the SmackDown side for Raw. Probably going to be Roman and Brock is what it is. 
Um, but, we'll see what happens there, yeah. Yeah, I, we'll see. Uh, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I'm assuming that that's what's going to be what happens on Raw. So I, I'm assuming that it's going to be, you know, a knock on war, someone on SmackDown to win the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we- it was last year. Exactly, especially since Raw has the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and Mm -hmm. I don't think Lesnar's going to be there to defend the title, so it only makes sense to make that Chamber match the number one contender slot, which can be won by Roman. Um, But even AJ Nakamura is not a lock, but even if it is considered a very likely match for Mania, um, the rest of the card is still very much in the air, which is why right now it's kind of an exciting time for WWE Going into the Royal Rumble, you know, there's not one person. It's like, oh, that person's going to win the Rumble. It's like, Nakamura really isn't much of a lock as a guy like uh, whoever won it last year. Randy, not Randy Orton was kind of actually not really a lock either, but like a Roman Reigns or a Batista or whatever. So we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot of cool stuff going on in WWE right now. Like you said at the start of the show, really cool to make history. Francis here on the first (laughs) episode of WrestleRant Radio in 2018 with our first ever female guest on the show but before i let you go be sure to let the people what's going on any projects you got going on uh where people can find you on the twitter machine and stuff like that so yeah i'm at franny bello b-e-l-l-o on twitter um feel free to follow me i tweet a lot about wrestling and other geeky things and as well as you can um see me on hidden remote i write um reviews uh as well as um a lot of tv based stuff as well not just wrestling so um, keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Well, you do good work. Always enjoy reading your articles. Great having you here on the show, and I'm sure we'll have you on the uh, show at some point in the near future as well. Absolutely. I would love it. Thanks, Francis, for joining us, and we'll catch you down the road. Thank you. Making history here on Wrestle Rant Radio. Thanks so much to Francis for joining us here on the show for the premiere episode of Wrestle Rant Radio in 2018. It's going to be a great year for the show, celebrating five years on the airwaves this coming October. So, pretty, it does not feel like we've been doing the show for that long, but it's a pretty big milestone nonetheless. 2017 was a great year for the show, a lot of exclusive, awesome interviews, a lot of great guests, and that's going to continue going forward in 2018. I've already spoke with a bunch of people to join WrestleRant Radio, some returning guests, some new voices, joining the show later on this month as we quickly approach the Royal Rumble pay-per-view and, more importantly, the road to WrestleMania. Like I said at the start of the show, I will be at the Royal Rumble. Super, super, super excited for that. So plenty of talk about the Rumble pay-per-view in the weeks ahead right here on the show. So before I let you guys go, as always, be sure to check out the show every single Thursday, not only on nextdaywrestling.net, subscribe to the show on iTunes as well. Go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone, download the app. I think it's already with most iPhones, but nonetheless, simply search up Wrestle Rant Radio. You not only get every new episode on Thursdays, you get every archived episode ever, dating back to October of 2013. It's great. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show. It's as easy as that. Simply easier than ever to listen to WrestleRant Radio Weekly right here on nextwrestling.net or on iTunes. So that being said, guys, another all-new episode coming your way next Thursday. Before I let you go, real quick, find me on the socials at WrestleRant on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash graham.gsm.matthews and on YouTube as well at youtube.com backslash c backslash Graham Matthews. And also two more quick plugs. I promise this is it. Uh, the last show of 2017, it was a great one. We had the returning John Knapp at underscore John Knapp on the Twitter machine. One of my good friends, we will be at the 25th anniversary of Raw later on this month. Cannot wait to see John again for the first time in close to six months. Um, but we did speak for the final episode of 2017, reviewing the results of the 2017 WWE slash NXT year in review awards. Be sure to check that episode out right here on iTunes or on nextdaywrestling.net. All that being said, folks, I'm officially done with the plugs. I'll catch you right back here on WrestleRant Radio next Thursday. I'm Graham Giusa Matthews. Have a very happy new year, and I'll catch your ass down the road. Well,